Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Graham Cook and today we're going to be talking about flaws and shortcomings or rather your lack of shortcomings from God's perspective. Let me start by reading you a couple of short passages from the Passion Translation. First one is in Romans chapter 6, 5 to 7. And it says this, For since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and the new life that it imparts. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power. For we were crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we could not continue to live one moment longer to sin's power. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning. And then this from Colossians chapter 2, Verse 12 to 14, again, in the Passion Translation. For we've been buried with him, immersed into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grasp. But now, we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. And through the divine authority of his cross, he cancelled out every legal violation we had on our record. And the old arrest warrants that stood to indict us now no longer have meaning. He erased it all, our sins our stained soul, and our shameful failure to keep his laws. He deleted it all, and they can't be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Whoa, that's that's astonishing to me. That you see that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for everyone once and for all. And when he did, he removed the power of sin, and he also removed all of our shortcomings. Does that mean we never have problems? No. But it does mean that the things that we think are holding us back are probably not. Most of us can identify with a feeling of not measuring up. Those times when you think God would not be able to use us in a certain area because of a particular sin or problem in our lives. This is actually a really common mindset. The problem is it it focuses on what we lack and not what God actually is providing. When we focus on what we lack, where we don't measure up, we tend to believe that those areas need to be fixed before God is willing or able to minister through us. (laughs) <laughs> or we believe that they are the reason that we're stuck in the first place. What's worse is this, this thinking justifies a sense of unworthiness and it creates an inward focus 
where we are constantly looking at ourselves and believing our lack of capacity is greater than God's grace. Since what you feed is going to grow, the sense of unworthiness will also continue to grow, which compounds our view of unworthiness, and the cycle just keeps on running. So are you in that cycle? How long have you been in it? How many wasted months or years? Not what we need to be thinking about, huh? But here is what we do need to remember. Any thought that disempowers you is not from God. And if it's not from God, we don't need to align with it. Plus, that means that we are totally missing the main goal that God has, which is to build a relationship with you above everything else, literally above everything else. The truth is, his love is unconditional. So even if our shortcomings were legitimate, he's already overlooked them. But in reality, they were completely taken away when we became new creations in Christ. That means, here it comes, that means that when Christ died, huh, so did your excuses. Our sins and our shortcomings were all taken away. They're gone. So God does not see them. And when we try to address them, we're talking in a language in which God cannot respond. If we're expecting him to fill our needs by helping us overcome our flaws, we're going to be constantly disappointed. Any of this sounding familiar? We could have the best of intentions, of course, and we would only want God's presence to be full in our life. But if we believe we need to be fixed before that can happen, then we're wanting God to remove something that is no longer there. <laughs> That's like asking your doctor to take out your appendix after it has already been removed. <laughs> Monty Python thinking right there. We're just focusing on issues that he has no idea about. How crazy does that sound? You see, God is not interested in fixing your flaws because since he put Christ in you, when he looks at you, all he sees is Jesus anyway. And that means he literally expects your experience here on earth to be as empowered as the experience that Jesus had when he was a man serving the Lord. Right now, where you are, as you are. God does not just love the improved you. He also loves the current you that is still learning to grow up in all things in Jesus. And when God calls someone, he doesn't call them with the expectation that they change first. He is completely confident in the ability of his spirit to change us as we encounter him on a daily basis. What if that's what all your life situations are all about? God taking something in terms of your response in a life situation and flipping it, turning it around and saying, how about we don't see it like that? How about we see it like this? How about we don't see it from your place of weakness or lack? How about you see it from your place of fullness in Jesus? You know, when Jesus called each of his disciples, 
He didn't ask them to change anything. He didn't ask them to get cleaned up or put their affairs in order. He just said, follow me. When Moses was chosen to lead Israel out of Egypt, God knew what Moses felt capable of. And he provided solutions each step of the way so that Moses could have the safety of walking with God into a very difficult situation. And when Jesus revealed himself to Saul on the Damascus Road, there was no five-step plan for repentance and reconciliation in order for him to be restored. It was as he lived a new life within an experience of Jesus, his entire life changed. You see, God is infinitely patient with us, and he values relationship above all else. In his mind, there's no time limit on our transformation. Besides, he lives outside of time anyway. I mean, what do you do with a God who thinks a thousand years is like one day? <laughs> you kind of like, let him be the boss of time and timing. And that's great news, because it means we could have five years of growth in, say, six months, because Jesus is a quickening spirit. I love the fact that God doesn't expect us to fix ourselves before he will initiate something. He's always the initiator. And in his presence, everything gets upgraded. When you know that God loves to make the first move, the key thing for us is to relax and go with that flow in terms of walking with him. And he's giving us a mindset to always see what he's currently doing so that we can align ourselves with him, so we can identify his nature in and around our circumstances. His patience, his love, his faithfulness, his kindness. I love all those things. And I love the fact that we get to meet those in every single situation we face because God is making us in his image, and so he has to show us what he's like. Beautiful. As far as he's concerned, there are no deal breakers in our life. There really are only opportunities for breakthrough. And as we adopt the mind of Christ, which he has freely given us, we, we begin to see and understand things the way Jesus does. And we can stop working as a filter for what God cannot do, supposedly, and start filtering our abilities through his grace. I like the fact that we always have a choice. But when we focus on our shortcomings, we are empowering negativity, which is exactly what the enemy wants. And whenever we have disempowering thoughts, we know that it is not from God, which means it's not a thought we want to have, and therefore not a thought we need to work on. So what do we do? We exchange it for something better. We're all new creations in Christ, and God wants to exchange our negative thoughts and habits and mindsets, which is our old nature, with his thoughts and his nature in Christ in us. What does that look like? Well, let's say we think we have an anger problem, but maybe what God is seeing is anger is not the problem. The problem could be our lack of kindness. So kindness is a gift he wants to give us. If we think we have a stress or anxiety problem, 
What if God's answer is to give us peace, not work on the stress or the anxiety? Get in the picture? We think we have a budget or a resources problem. But God wants to give us solutions and ideas that provide abundance. I love his language because it's always full of possibilities instead of problems. And it empowers us to take our current situation, our truth, and exchange it for his reality, his truth. So I think walking with God is like, choose the truth that he's presenting to you and be faithful to it. Since God only sees us in our potential, he's not worried about what we think is a problem. His only concern is seeing Jesus reflected in our faces. And he's 100% committed to that goal. So remember, guys, God's not working on your flaws. He doesn't see them. God is only interested in your development and journey to be more like him. So there's a joy and peace in trusting God's nature towards us. He lives in us. Therefore, he is always a part of our growth and development. He lives in us with us and through us and he never leaves nor forsakes and nor does he fail us in our walk with him he's always exercising us in love grace and kindness remember goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our life so why don't you stand still for a few days let God reorient you in Christ. In that way, maybe goodness and mercy can catch up with you. Wouldn't that be a great thing? So think about it. You're in Christ. The Father loves Jesus in you. The Holy Spirit is committed to Jesus in you. So many things in our life are really a done deal because of the nature of God towards us. So why don't you think about that? And as ever, thanks for listening. I appreciate it.